Hello and welcome to the Pods of Castamere. This is our inaugural episode, so we're really happy you're listening, and we hope you keep listening and didn't just turn it off after listening to that terrible, ridiculous name. Yep. If anything, that would be the reason why people would start listening. Hopefully. Hopefully they they have a great sense of humor and uh, enjoy puns. Anyways, um, my name is... My name is Rushib of House Bukta, first of my name. I'm the host, and my co-host sitting next to me here is Kyle of House Seraphin, first of his name. And our special guest star for this episode is Nicholas of House Bernsteiner, also first of his name. And uh, essentially, I wanted to put this podcast together, and I kind of conscripted uh, Kyle and and for this one time, and maybe more in the future, Nick. Because I feel like I want to always talk about the Song of Ice and Fire series and Game of Thrones, but... You know, no one's as into it as I am. So now I'm kind of just forcing it on the world. Um, so that's, that's what's going to happen. I, I, I think it's very fascinating. I think it's a really interesting universe um, with a lot to do. And so this first season, just to give you a brief overview, will be a deep dive on each of the major houses of uh, Westeros, the primary continent of the series. Um, so there are seven major houses, there are seven kingdoms, and then there's the Riverlands as well. So we will have eight episodes uh, for this first season, and then we'll do a different theme for the next season. And uh, as you may have noticed, the name of this episode is Unbowed, Unbent, Unspoken. Obviously a pun, or rather a play on words of the uh, words of House Nymosa Martell, which is Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken, which we'll get to in just a second. Um, yeah, any opening thoughts, um, Kyle or Nick? Can you repeat all of that? Yeah, please do. Well, <laughs> I can see you guys are going to be assholes about this. <laughs> Just a forewarning, this is going to be a spoiler heavy for both the books and the series, Man, obviously. I didn't um, see any of this. you going to ruin the whole thing for me now? I want to watch it later. <laughs> well, it's still, you won't remember any of this because... I will definitely remember most of it because I'll try not to remember and then of course I'll remember all of that. Well, I feel like the what, from what it sounds like, the point of what this is going to be is more... Almost like an audio encyclopedia, in a sense. Okay. Of so sort all of like, I, all I know but is more interesting than what you just made it sound like. <laughs> as yeah. interesting as I described it. Damn it. <laughs> so as you can see, my co-hosts will be working against me <laughs> no, throughout the series. I'm not saying it's not interesting. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because, like, yeah, like we were, like we were talking about, a lot of Game of <clears throat> Thrones podcasts are going to be very, uh, very much like anthologies of episodes or books. And mm-hmm. then this is going to be something a little bit different where you're mm-hmm. approaching it from a particular topic. So... If you're listening, it's going to be kind of an information dump about a particular mm-hmm. topic. And it really does color um, the way you see the books and the, and the show a lot better because there's a lot that obviously the show definitely can't get to. And even the books, you know, they'll be drawing from sources like the not just the books, but also the, the um, extended, lore. extended lore that's official, at least like the world of ice and fire. Um, and then maybe the, the tales of Duncan Egg, uh, a few other the short stories he's written, George R. R. Martin has written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and... So, yeah, spoiler warnings, obviously, going around. Um, I'll try to... Actually, no, I won't try to avoid you can spoilers. Just, yeah, yeah it's just spoilers at the top, and then you yeah. have carte blanche now to spoil anything. And I will. Yeah. I'll do will. just that. Right. So I wanted to choose um, House Martell for the inaugural episode. Because puns. Well, yeah, because I thought of an awesome punny name. Yeah. But more than that, I think they're one of the most interesting and not not as much visited in the show, but just really unique houses. Um for a few different reasons. One, they're ethnically very different and ge- geographically isolated, and we'll get to that. Um, but also they have um, gender-neutral inheritance, which is very different from the rest of the um, the rest of the Seven Kingdoms. And also, just they're very progressive on sexuality, and the, even the way they you know have tactics is very different. And then there's some really unique stuff in their history that will 
I, I think people will enjoy hearing. I hope at least mm. will be. <laughs> I mean, they're, if they're tuning in and they've gotten this far, yeah, I feel like they're in it to win it. Yeah, trust us. It's it's interesting. You'll learn something, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff does ha- it does come from you know real world history um, and a lot of the terms and um, aspects is relevant in the real world. It's why this series is so um, interesting and captivating for a lot of, for a very wide audience because you know it's not just your typical fantasy fair. Um, it's really interesting, high fantasy, not just because it's dark, but because it's got more to say. Right. All right, well, without further ado, we will go right into it. So the official name, of, we, we normally hear it as House Martell of Dorne. Um, Dorne is the southernmost um, region of Westeros. It is blocked off by a mountain range, um, essentially, and it, the, the climate is kind of what you would say partially Mediterranean, partially um, desert-like. Um, and actually, you, there are people. Uh, the people in the one re- region are a little bit have more of Roynish ancestry than they do um, Andal ancestry, and I'll explain that um, as well. Um, so essentially, we'll go back. Um, founded about a thousand years ago, um, just for context. Um, the show and the book start out, um, I believe, in 297 AC, which is um, after Aegon's conquest. Um, so um, essentially, it was initially House Martell was um, founded by Morgan Martell. He was an Andal. If you remember, the first men came here quite a bit of time before the Andals, um, both obviously migrating from um, Essos. And the Andals um, come from Andalos region, um, which is in um, western Essos, essentially. And they sailed over, and this was a massive invasion. And essentially, they settled um, the Dorne area. This group settled Dorne. And at this point, House Martell wasn't the... Um, wasn't the primary house or the, or the or the rather the ruling house of the region yet there were a lot of different um a lot of different uh Warring houses houses. Um, yeah Jordan Illyrian Yornwoods they're all you know liege houses now to um Martells but back then they were not um and so when they arrived first thing they did was kick the asses of the first men you know like you do um it kind of became a very heavily Andal region with a little bit of first men blood mixed in and so yeah each of them um essentially um they were all. They all kind of ruled themselves, war from one another, um, and then um, quite a bit of time later, um, I forget the exact number, but I think I think it's safe to say at least 100 years later, um, Nymeria, the warrior queen Nymeria, arrived from Essos, and she's no, not the dire wolf. No, Nymeria. she is named after right. both her and Nymeria Sand, named after this Nymeria, right. and she's from um, she's Roynish, meaning that's uh, a region in Essos. Um, the River Rhoyne, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, if you recall, I don't know if you do, but this is back during the Valyrian Expanse, the Valyrian Freehold, which is House Targaryen, what is what House Targaryen's from. They had dragons. Valyria. Come on. I know the name. Yeah, you know Valyria. Yeah. Swords. <laughs> yes. Valyrian steel. Actually based on Damascus steel in real life. So actually Valyrian uh-huh. steel is a sort of a real thing. But anyways. Um, Can Damascus kill steel... Kill White Walkers. If White Walkers were real, I'm sure it would. All right, I'm good. sure it would, Kyle. Good. Um, yeah, so Nymeria arrived, and the reason she came is because the Valyrians, with their dragons and their expanse, they're enslaving, they're, they're just running train in um, western and even to a certain extent middle Essos. Um, and so they flee, essentially. She takes all of her, 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 her fleet of a thousand ships, I believe. Um, and because, this, this is definitely true, but I think it's kind of dumb, but she essentially, once she landed on the shores, she had all of the ships destroyed just to show to her people that she's committed to staying here now, right. which I thought was kind of dumb because you can use ships for other things besides going back to Essos, but I guess yeah. it, 
that's what's great about this series. Well, is like stuff that happened in history, but you're not sure. It's like a real history where you're not sure what parts are you know romanticized or like right. you know, and what parts are real. But anyways, that's the that story. Maybe that they repurposed the seafaring ship for, uh, or just tools smaller. and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. could use all that wood and steel, right. etc. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so then they start uh, warring with the uh, local Andal houses, um, and then House Martell falls in love with her, both respects her as a warrior. and Warrior Martell with Nymeria. Yeah. And then they wed, and they they also just run train, and they then conquer all of Dorne, and then thus is born Hi- House Nymeros Martell. And yeah. then they make the capital Sun Spear because it combines the, the sigils of both their houses, the Sun and Spear. And that's hmm. then there becomes their coat of arms, essentially. Cute. Very cute, yeah. yeah. And what's really interesting about this is um, obviously this, this makes it a very ethnically obviously as you've seen from the show they're right. darker in complexion um, that's the Roynish blood obviously coming from them right. and uh, also a lot of cultural impact so obviously they have a much more um, less patriarchal obviously everything this is somewhat patriarchal but right. it's a bit of um, god damn it yeah <laughs> but, but because like one of their legendary founding you know members was a warrior queen um, yeah. there's a lot and also because she was Roynish and the culture there's a different there's a lot more feminine impact here so Biggest thing, as I, as I mentioned before, what I really like about Dorne is that um, it's gender-neutral um, inheritance and line of secession. So it's the oldest child regardless of gender, which is right. it's always oldest male in other parts of the, um, basically the rest of the world, essentially. Right. So that's really interesting to start off with. But that's also led to other things in modern Dorne, you know, sexuality isn't as repressed as you see on the show. Um, bastards are not looked down upon the way other rest, um, right. for example, you know, Oberyn Martell took his paramour ever with them yeah yeah. Yeah. then they're yeah they're respected also women are allowed to become warriors with a lot less cultural stigma Mm -hmm. once again harkening back to no so where where are some questions sorry i was daydreaming god damn it (laughs) well we don't have to worry about these things getting spoiled for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh so yeah yeah no go yeah did you have a question no yeah so that's really i think fascinating right there then and there and then yeah so so it's just, I wouldn't call it a feminist culture, but it's definitely way more feminist than the rest of the region, as you can yeah. see. And they're just very different um, from the rest of the kingdoms. So the, you know, the next big thing I would mention probably is then the Targaryen invasion, which would be, you know, Zero AC or whatever, um, which is Aegon's conquest. Aegon, of course, being the Targaryen, um, the, the Targaryen prince, essentially, who um, came and conquered along with his two sisters, uh, Visenya so and, sorry? The show starts in... Uh what year? Of 297 AC. Oh, okay, so it's only been 300 years, but then yeah, Morgan Martell came over a thousand years, so really we're talking 700 years gap. Yeah, between... pretty big. Yeah, so for them to develop, etc. Yeah, sure. Okay. And remember, the Seven Kingdoms have been warring with each other all the time since before right. then. Um, there's always been a lot of hostility between the Stormlands, the Reach, and Dorne. Um, well, after after their respective peoples came over and conquered those. Yeah, yeah after yeah, once they yeah. each developed their. Right. Obviously, some things are a little older. Like obviously, the North, like um, uh, the uh, House Stark, for example, is much older because they have kept their first men blood. So that was during the very initial behavior. Right. Yeah. And there's disagreement, I think, between the scholars on the show whether it was three thousand years ago or more, right. um, where the first men came over. And it was kind of like the way, actually, going back going back to real history, and they came on a once existent land bridge between Essos ah. and. Um, and uh, Westeros, which is kind of like a Bering right. Strait nowadays. So whether or not the world existed for six thousand years or older. Well, yeah, we don't really know how old. There's a lot that isn't known about the world, and we'll get back to get. Sure. It's, it's a lot to get into. This is why this podcast is going to be so great. When was Jesus? 
Well, Jon Snow is kind of Jesus, kind of, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I think he's going to be like a Christ figure. Yeah, no, yeah, we have He did get stabbed to death no in front problem. of a cross in the show, like they kind of on the nose, and he died. You know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Scorsese. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyways. Yeah, so then the next big thing I would mention is the first attempted invasion of uh, Dorne. So, obviously, and we'll get to it later when I talk, do the Targaryen episode, but, um, so yeah, Aegon comes in with his two sisters, they're three dragons, they're just they're just running train, essentially, with all of the, um, destroying all of the other houses. Now, I believe it was Visenya who was sent to, um, to Dorne, I believe, with her dragon, mm-hmm. one of the sisters, but they were unsuccessful in defeating them because... They would essentially hide in the desert. They do guerrilla tactics, um, poisonings, etc. They fight a lot differently than you know the other the other kingdoms. And this is not to say they have, don't have honor. Um, that's a more complicated topic. I think this is just smart. Uh, I mean, so they they could never really. I mean, the big part of the dragon was that you could burn an entire host. Right. They didn't come out in hosts. They came out in small bits. So they couldn't. Their advantage that big advantage was kind of lost. Right. So eventually they gave up. Um, a few more wars are essentially fought. Over the next years, um, essentially, um, I think it's like actually a, a, over two centuries almost, yeah. So 200 years a century, with a few more Targaryens try to basically and fail to um, actually conquer Dorne. Mm. Um, I believe that um, one one actually was short was successful for like a week, but then he was po- <laughs> a bunch of poisonous um, uh, scorpions dropped from his bed the first night. Oh, he died. Right. Yeah, so yeah, Dornish people are kind of messed up, but in an awesome way. Um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of that. But then eventually, they do enter into the Seven Kingdoms via marriage, mm. um, because um, it was just more of a diplomatic arrangement, essentially. Um, so that's essentially when they join. So that's also kind of where the unbowed, unbent, and broken thing comes into play, because they have, they never bent the knee, they were never right. broken, and they never bowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and by this tradition, unlike other places, they don't... They don't rule as lords or ladies. They rule as prince and princess ah. uh, via the Roynish tradition. So hmm. that's why it's Prince Oberyn, you know, Prince right. Tristane, right. rather than um, Lord. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of up to the, you know, the modern history. We can go but back. Don't say like Prince Tommen and stuff. That's because he is the prince. Right. Seven Kingdoms. Isn't? Yeah, but like for example, it's not Prince. Well, I guess well, after they rebelled it was. But before they rebelled, it wasn't Prince Rob Stark. It was, oh, yeah. because, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was only the house. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kingdom. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the next important, I guess kind of important event would be, oh, there's a lot of different things, the Nine Penny Kings War, et cetera. But um, essentially, what right before the series, basically, um, the um, Robert's Rebellion, obviously you're, you're familiar with Robert's Rebellion, I would hope. <laughs> Baratheon's Rebellion. Yeah. Um, essentially... Um, before that, slightly, um, um, uh, Oberyn's sister, um, Elia Martell, she was married off to Rhaegar Targaryen, but he never quite cared for her that much, though he did get, she did give him, she's a very sweet, beautiful woman, um, not the most beautiful even by Oberyn's standards, but, um, she was a very good person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was very sickly, like, she was very weak. Ah. Um, so, uh, she, she, she's the mother of both Aegon and, um, Sister, I forget the sister's name because and they never really mentioned she's not really important in the story at all. They're both murdered by the mountain, um, obviously later on, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they get married. Um, obviously, Aegon absconds with Lyanna Stark. Rebellion starts after Mad King um, burns uh, the heads of House uh, Stark and uh, Baratheon essentially alive. Uh, not Baratheon, but the Starks um, and a few other noblemen. 
And uh, that's when, you know, shit kind of hits the fan for Dorn. Dorn is, um, they never loved the king too much because no one really did, but they're yeah. loyal. And also he was kind of keeping Elia Martell as a hostage as well to make sure, ensure their loyalty. Um, wait, 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 wait. Uh, The Mad oh, King. Yeah. Ares the, uh, right. yeah. 4, I believe. Because it's still before the... Yeah, yeah, and this is during yeah. the rebellion, essentially. And then, yeah, when um, Tywin, of course, kind of backstabs, and then, you know, <laughs> uh, then um, Jamie literally backstabs um, mm-hmm. the king. Yep. Um, they enter and sack the city, but um, during this, it's implied, pretty much, you can be certain of this, that the mountain was ordered by Tywin Lannister to kill the remaining um, Targaryens in the right. Red Keep. Yeah. And, of course, the mountain is just one of those vicious, evil, just despicable characters. He yeah. smashes the little girl's head in, um, and then, uh, yeah, he smashes both little kids' he- heads in and kills them, and then rapes her with his bloodstone in her hands, then he smashes her head in, too. Yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty brutal and pretty screwed up, and then they wrap them in Lannister cloaks to hide the blood, it's crimson, and then he presents them. And the reason Tywin did this is because, obviously, he kind of showed up late to the rebellion. He didn't do right. anything until right at the end, so he wanted to secure you know, his place and his loyalty yeah. by doing that. And right. Robert, I don't know, I mean, I think Robert obviously has his hatred because of the whole Deanna situation of, of the Targaryens. Right. So he was okay with it, but he's not quite as bloodthirsty as Tywin, I think. He kind of became, not closer, but, you know, took Tywin into his service more because, and was and, and, and eventually married um, his daughter Cersei, because, yeah, yeah because, um, uh, because of this. It was something that needed to be done in his eyes, but he obviously, Star- Stark would never let him do it and wouldn't do it himself. Right. Yep. And that is kind of where we leave off. And obviously, like in the show, that's why Oberyn shows up just pissed as hell. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think, I think that's where I'll stop. I can, go, I can go through the show. We can probably get through Q&A and do that as well. But yeah. I'll stop just so Nick uh, doesn't get spoilers if he's even listening at this point. But... Yeah, I heard a bunch of fancy words, and that's about it. Yeah. Timelines, and... Anything that needs clarification? No, I have to understand it first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, do you have any questions, Kyle? Jump in. And it could be related to, this, to the, the, the show story, too. Nick will not remember. Yeah. I don't remember anything you just said. That's exactly. what I was telling you. Uh, <laughs> just a note, Doran Martell is currently the head of the uh, right. Martell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Not currently. That isn't to say that there won't be. <laughs> so if there's no sure. questions now and you're done talking. No, I got another thing to go into. Oh. If that's uh, where it's at. So yeah, well they kind of do in the in the books and well books is much more expansive. Like um, um, there's a much more important um, Book character that's a Martell, but she's completely removed from um, from the uh, show altogether Who and kind of replaced. It? It's Ariane Martell. Ariane. Ariane Martell. Yeah, she's the eldest daughter of a uh, of a uh, Doran, and he's she's the heir essentially then to a uh, uh, Sunspear. Wow. And there's kind of like a bunch of different plots going on. They also eliminated um, Quentin Martell, who was the oldest son of uh, Doran, but younger oh. than Ariane. Don't they... They mention him briefly. No, only Tristane exists in the show. Huh. Quentin Artell is burned alive by uh, um, Viserys... Not Viserys, but Viserion and... Uh, yeah. What? This is, this, you haven't gotten there in the books yet. Ah. Remember, he doesn't exist in the show, so you wouldn't know about him. No, I thought they... Uh, when Oberyn is first introduced, they mention his older brother. Like, they mention... Yeah, that that's Doran Martell. Or that's his older brother. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> I that was his dad. No, no, no. He's not a son. He's his brother. Uh, yeah. So it was Doran, Doran, Oberyn, and Elia were brother and uh, sister. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Oberyn obviously is a bachelor, but he has plenty of different uh, different baby mamas. Right. Lots of kids. And there's also way more sand snakes. There's only in the show. There's only Tyene, uh, Nymeria, and um, Obra. But there's like eight or something in the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, in, in the books. And they're led by, um, they're kind of, they're kind of manipulated by um, Arion, or, uh, Ar- yeah, we'll just call her Arion. Um, sure. Arion, Martell. Um, and in the show, it's um, his uh, uh, sand. What's her name again? Uh, she is um, the mother of some of the sand snakes, but not all of them. Um, but um, she's the one who, um, she in the in the book, she becomes more. Um, just kind of just broken up over Ilaria uh, Alar- Sand. She's his paramour. Um, um, she becomes just um, broken up and just kind of uh, go- fades to the background of the books where she kind of takes um, Arion's role um, in the show. Mm-hmm. And in, in the end, the, book, the plot's a little different too and what happens is di- very different actually. Right. It's much better in the books, although much more complicated. And I, I respect that they had to, they had to sh- sh- you know, Drunk trim it. it and then, you know, kind of merge characters. That was fine. It's just that everything else went terribly wrong. Like... They, they thought, originally, I thought that having Braun and Jamie kind of have their bro adventure down there would be fun. Right. It just ended up being like really weird and ham-fisted and like, what the hell? Yeah, it was very short. Yeah. And really like pointless. Yeah. You know, like a lot of just like moving between A and B and nothing really happens. Oh, yeah, they get there, they get captured. Now stuff happens. They're free. And, and then Marcel is poisoned and maybe yeah. dead. Right. In the, so what happens in the books? I um, think it's pretty clear that she's dead. Yeah, I think she's dead too. Yeah. In the in the books, Arion's plan is essentially she kind of seduces a king's guard, blah blah blah, um, very little detail once again. But um, her plan essentially to because of the whole gender neutral secession is to crown Marcella as the queen and then declare war on um, oh, declare war on the, on the Lannister the, or House Baratheon of King's Landing. Right. That's how they're. Oh yeah, because Cersei's still. Yeah, they're Baratheons technically, but yeah, then it's House Baratheon of Dragonstone for. Yeah. Um, so. That plan kind of backfires. Um, they get caught up by um, Ario Hota. They're, they're, they're discovered. And then this one guy, um, the Dark Star, I think his name, his uh, nickname is, he tries to like go for broke and just kill uh, um, Marcella to start the war. Uh, because they're all very pissed, obviously, about um, yeah. Oberyn. But, um, and the mountain, of course, killing Elia. Yes. Um, so that, that kind of goes wrong. He tries to kill her, but he actually just cuts off her ear. So she's kind of mutilated in the, in the books. Uh-huh. I'm not dead, so yeah, that's what happens in the books. And essentially, she's also pissed because she finds like a letter, um, basically saying that making it seem as though Quentin is going to be um, the heir, Doran's going to make Quentin the heir and not her. Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Doran's like afterwards, like, oh, he's trying to explain himself to her, like, what the hell is wrong? You shouldn't have done any of this. It's stupid because Doran's much more of a cool-headed thinker. Right. And he explains, you misread it. Uh, Quentin is going to become. I want him to become the king, or rather, you were supposed to become the queen because you originally promised uh, by the, in front of the Sea Lord of Bravos to um, to Viserys Targaryen. Their uh, plan was essentially start a war. But then he died, so now he sent Quentin over to um, Daenerys to try and get her hand in marriage. Um, mm. He what happens with him is kind of his story sucks. That's why I really was glad he was taken out. He was a point of view character who just uh, appeared in that book, and he you know he travels with. There's a bunch of stuff that happens, and then Daenerys strip rejects him because he's kind of ugly and not very charming, and um, sure. she's already engaged to his daughter Loric, yeah. because, and she thinks that's a more important political arrangement to make than with Dorne. 
Um, and also, she doesn't really know anything about the Sea Lord of Bravos' promise, and things have changed. Anyways, he like tries to prove himself um, after Daenerys flies away on Drogon um, <laughs> as like worth it by um, taming or at least um, going to one of the dragons and bidding its favor. But he ends up just being burned alive sure. and yeah. then dies a horrible, painful death on like the bed while Barristan Selmy, who's still alive in the books, yeah. cares for him. Oh, nice. Very kind of pointless. Very pointless. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, but yeah, so Aegon, who I believe is a pretender, uh, you know that plot, right? The fake, the fake Aegon. We're gonna call him that. Potentially fake Aegon. The, the Mummer's Dragon, according to the prophecy that was told by Quaith to Daenerys. Um, but anyways, Nick, <laughs> so many names. Oh my god, that's what I was saying. You're not gonna remember any yeah. of this. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. anything. There's nothing. Has any, there's like nothing to stick. She's like, there's nowhere right. to put it. She's like, all right, dice, like, whatever. Oh, yeah, this isn't designed to, like, explain. Like, this is this is not how I would introduce I the show to someone. No. It's just like, yeah. there's no place in my mind for it. It just goes. <laughs> oh, there, there really shouldn't be. This is all, like, deep lore stuff. And, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Arion, he's, Doran, after he ends her plot, it's like, you know, you got one more chance. Go figure out what's going on with Aegon here. And she's maybe going to bid his hand in marriage. We'll see where it goes in the next ah. book. Um, but that's where that's at. Oh, and basically the letter, basically, yeah. So she was supposed to become um, queen, and then he was supposed to take over um, as son, the Lord of Sunspear, um, which was which she initially thought, why the hell is he going to be Lord? I should be Lord. But then she didn't realize that she was promised to be queen. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what happened there. So Doran is, even though it seems like he's not, he is actively trying to work against the House Baratheon of King's Landing. Yeah. But he's just not doing it in a really stupid, ridiculous way like the Sand Snakes and Alaria or... In the books, Ariane Martel. Right, right. So yeah, it's a very interesting character, and it's very a lot of people are mad um, because she was kind of like a feminist hero, I guess, to some a lot of people, uh, which I get because she's kind of a definitely a strong female character, and she's definitely one, one who has who's in charge of her destiny, and you know, definitely yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how that plays out in the books, as opposed to the show where it's just like, oh, we're here, got captured, and we're not captured anymore. Bron got punched, and uh, then we're t- yeah, it's just. A lot of weird spin dancing and whips. Uh, oh, that night scene. He's poisoned. He's not poisoned. Right. Oh, he's, he's fine now. Yeah, he complimented was, a lady. Yeah, who, like, stripped in front of him. Right. It's a very strange scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, HBO. Very strange. Yeah. They, were getting, they were getting better, too, about the, the, the cutting out all the unnecessary nudity. Uh, and that seemed just like, up, oh, step back. <laughs> yeah. But they're supposed to have a bigger role once again in the next season, but we'll see where that goes. Right. I'm interested to see what the hell is going to happen because it seems like Cersei in the show is up shit creek without a paddle with um, what's going on with her, especially once he finds out that Marcella has been poisoned to death. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. But now that the mountain is resurrected, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, come back as Sir Robert Strong, yeah. the zombie. That's going to be Such interesting. A bad name. I know it's so. I, know, I always thought it was just funny. I'm like, really? That's what you had to go with. But it also seems like the kind like it works though because it seems like the kind of name that a maester would be like. This yeah. is a good name. Yeah, especially Robert a crazy maester. Yeah. <laughs> Way to draw attention so to him. So people know he's strong. Okay. <laughs> the fact that he's like seven feet tall and like 500 pounds doesn't give that away. Right. Yeah. 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 So my hope was that Dolan was going to be a better storyline. It's there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there, but mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't quite pan out in the show the way I wanted it to. So right. it's unfortunate. Yeah, but the show is now canon, so you know, <laughs> it's it's gonna deal with it. 
<laughs> well, it's kind of its own thing. I wouldn't call it. I mean, it's canon for Game of it Thrones. It is overriding the books. <laughs> they're going back. I know. I hate when people get all pissed everything. about stuff like that. They're like, yeah. it's different from the books. I'm like, they're different things. Like, they're not, they're different. They're yeah. treated differently. I, they're, the one thing I can, I'll give them credit for is like, I feel like what it does is it presents the source material in a less accurate light. Like, because they know that people are going, that's going to be like a point of entry for a lot of people. Mm. That's what it was for Game of Thrones for me. Mm, is that I, did, I still haven't even finished the books, but I tried. But I only tried because I had seen the show yeah. already. But with the show deviating from the books, I could see people being like, well, that's not an accurate representation of what this actually was. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't base it all entirely on the show because it's not one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. Same thing if it would be like the Harry Potter books, let's say. It's like, well... Well, the Harry Potter books did kind of deviate from the... Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they totally did. And that, But that's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh... I mean, yeah, the movies are fine. They're not an accurate portrayal of what Harry Potter is, yeah. though. It's an adaptation is what right. it is. It's always an adaptation. Yeah. And that's... You know, there's never been a book or a movie or rather an adaptation that's been, you know, word for word the same thing. Right. Though, to its credit, season one was very close to A Game of Thrones. Yeah, it made going through the book kind <laughs> of a slog, because yeah. it was like, this is literally all in the show. Yeah, even some of the dialogue was exactly the same, yeah. yeah. Though, obviously, since they don't do POV characters the same way, you got more, right. more stuff, right. which is fun. Yeah, so, House Martell of Dorne. Nightmare Tell any questions at all that you can think of or Nick famous members. <laughs> no. One thing is interesting is um, <laughs> <laughs> damn it, damn. Going better than I expected. <laughs> There's a bunch the of stuff in Game of Thrones to talk about. Yeah. Hey, once I get Definitely. like HBO, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I mean, season four with. House Martell's presence was great. The Oberyn was one of my favorite characters, which made his horrible. And then just the beautiful trial by combat with them. Yeah. So everything was just perfect about that. Oh, so brutal. Oh man. So brutal. And the, and the books is a little more messed up because freaking the mountain, of course, murders some innocent person in the crowd to fight it while fighting him. Yeah. It just like just splits him in half. It's like what the Jesus. Just, just a, I think the mountain is definitely one of the most just just psychotic characters in the, in the entire book like he's just he's great he's always oh, so much more violent in the books he's just you hear more of his exploits he's constantly raping and murdering and like sure. torturing and just it's absolutely crazy oh my goodness I mean, if people didn't want him doing that they should stop him mm -hmm. <laughs> well he's, he's called Good point he's called Tywin Lannister's mad dog for a reason yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's obviously there's a lot of anger there and it's going to be even worse once the Martells who were told he died because um, obviously Oberyn poisoned him um, which is smart on his part <laughs> but right. um, um, no that he's still alive because they were sent a skull but just a large skull they thought maybe it was him but it wasn't wait there's a what? they were sent a large skull as proof of his death in the books yep oh yeah it wasn't very visited in the show but yeah no wasn't him hmm. wasn't wait, him wait the Dorn the Dornish kingdom got the skull yeah oh, okay. Dorn Martell yeah, and so they're going to be even more mad once that becomes uh, public knowledge. Yeah, but essentially, uh, Tywin was trying really hard to repair that relationship, but it was mm -hmm. did not go so well. With well, the there's whole... no. I mean, 
Is that even something that you would expect might happen of like Robert Strong's identity being revealed? Yeah. He doesn't have to. I mean, if Clegane Bowl happens, maybe, but that's also, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's because it just, it doesn't seem like a very common phenomenon to have someone be saved from the brink of death, but be a zombie. I don't think it would be anything that's on someone's. Yeah, everyone forefront. suspects it though. In the in King's Landing or in oh, the Red Keep, they all okay. they all respect it because it's who else would it be? Right. <laughs> oh, there's another seven foot five giant man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mysteriously appears shortly after the other guy's death. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And Seems so that's, they have about the same proportion. And he's gonna fight in the trial by combat for Cersei, um, which isn't quite gotten there in the books, but she elects trial by combat, whereas Marjorie. <clears throat> Does the trial by seven? Both trials, of course, take place in the next book. Ah, yeah. It was a different. Well, I mean, trial, trial by, by seven is like you're tried by um, um council. Yeah, another council, but um, by the high septum and uh, uh, other septums. I mean, it may be different with the high sparrow, but with yeah, with the sparrows. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, she's going to the trial by combat, and then right. The the, the Clegane Bull thing is just the suspecting that you know, Clegane's probably still alive. He's probably the grave digger. Um, and it would just—it would be such a weird thing to have him die off screen. Like, yeah. When, especially when the series has not shot, shied, eh, yeah, shied away. Well, they did um, that with um with um, um with uh, Serial Pharrell, and they also did that with uh, um. But like, well, yeah. Stannis Baratheon, true. and sort of an Eddard Stark too, sort of. They cut away after it was the bang. Yeah, they've little, done it before. Yeah. They've well, done. kind. Of, they don't. Sh- they show his head on a pike later, but yeah. <laughs> so, one well, with Arya, she's in the crowd, and I think she sees it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, um, what's uh, what's his face? Um, uh, that Night's Watchman. I'm forgetting his name right now. He's oh. he's great. Um, he, he he shields her from that, but she knows it's happening. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Um, but like yeah. he's he's such a more prominent character than Sirio Pharrell was. Yeah, like, Sirio's in there for like few episodes couple, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple of things but the hound has been there the entire way yeah and yeah you know he's definitely alive at least in the books he is mm. um at least I, that's i've subscribed to that theory right. and they are casting the priest that they find him with in the books for next season so okay. he plays no role basically besides to kind of allude to that so nice the the, the, the theory is that since he's you know a member of the faith now right. he'll be chosen as their champion and right. then he'll go against Clegane, and it also goes into that theory with Maggie the Frog that you kind of saw part of in the show. Um, in the, it was the first scene of the, scene of the season. Flashback, Cersei, when she was a kid, she visits that uh, foreign, um, that foreign witch. Uh, witch, basically, lives outside of Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't mention this part of the book, but then she's, she's supposed to be killed by the Valonqar, which is, I believe, High Valyrian for a younger brother. She's always suspected that's Tyrion. But huh. there's a few different theories thinking it could be because uh, Jamie did come out of the womb after her, so he's, she's also um, uh. he's also the younger brother, so that's one possibility. And there's also younger brother being Sandor Clegane, that he, she could meet her death by his hands because he is the younger brother of Gregor Clegane. Oh, uh, yeah. So there's yeah. different ways the theory could could manifest itself. That's one of the, that's part, just I'm just listing the evidence that people have for Clegane Bull. Sure. It would be kind of awesome though, really ridiculous. And it'd be even more ridiculous if the mountains still won again. That would be the ultimate just. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, screw Can't all stop, you guys. won't stop. Oh yeah, even if he's dead. Beyond the grave. Uh, Beyond the grave. <laughs> God, I. Uh, God damn it. Halo reference. Yeah. yeah. 
just thinking of that being a possibility. I'm really not wanting it. Who sucks Come it? Come on, George R.R. Don't do it. Sandor redeems himself only to be face crushed like Oberyn. But, you know, we did see them fight um, before, and he held his own pretty well against him. Sandra Clegane did when he was protecting, uh, when he was protecting, uh, oh, the, 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 the Knight of Flowers. How am I forgetting his name right now? You confused him for Rumley Baratheon. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> uh, Loras Tyrell. Ah. Yeah, see, there's so many names, even oh, yeah. I, oh, sometimes Loris. takes me a second to remember yeah, yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his story's also way different in the books, but we can get into that when we do... Tyrell. Well, his his story is not. I mean, the Tyrells themselves don't really have a lot of depth in the show. Yeah, well, you get you get a lot. It seems with Marjorie and the Queen of Thorns, and yeah. then even Mace Tyrell and yeah, Loras. You, you get a pretty decent amount. I mean, they're there. Yeah. They talk. They talk to other characters, but they don't really. Flesh you don't out love the, the Queen of Thorns, that actress. I forget her name. But she's she's fantastic. Her scenes oh, no, with Tywin are always. I awesome. like the actress. I just yeah. don't think that their house is really like elucidated upon in the show. I guess not too much. They are really important, though. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Like their house history, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also another prominent house, um, Sir Arthur uh, Arthur Dane, who was one of the legendary um, Kingsguard, who was killed the Tower of Joy by Eddard Stark. Mm during that whole confrontation to get to Lyanna back. Right. What's interesting about him is that they have um, uh, the Sword of the Morning, which is their, like, he was called the Sword of the Morning, but um, they're, they're, it's a great sword called Dawn, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, the story goes that a meteor fell from the sky uh, like thousands of years ago when their, their family was started, and this is a Dornish family. And I think that they're mainly Andal blood as well because they're that old. Um, and it landed outside the Danes, essentially. Um, they're keep hold fast and so they investigated and from it they found this metal that was really interesting um, and they made a sword from it called Don so it's always given to it's kept in the family but it's given to the best swordsman in the family and that sure. was him okay. and what's interesting about this is because it's like you know Villarin Steer is obviously the sharpest and the yeah. in the and the best um, in the king in, in all the world essentially and the secret to making it was lost with the doom right. of Valyria but with um Dawn. Dawn is interesting because it's just as strong and just as powerful okay. as a Valyrian blade, but it's made of this mysterious space metal, essentially. Weird. So that's yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a milky. It's a mil- whereas um, uh, Valyrian steel is the gray, you know, Damascus style with like the kind of the weird um, patterns on it. Um, it's more of a milky kind of color for this for Dawn. So it's a very okay. unique weapon. Interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of a an, an important family within Dorne. So it's a moonstone. <laughs> Basically, it's a moonstone. Yeah. You, you can use it to evolve, uses Clefairy. it to evolve Clefairy. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's very, very... We're going to do a crossover Pokemon episode. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. No. There are a lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> sort of indeed. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, also one of the things with the Dorn, um, so if you have more Roinish blood, you're considered a salty Dorn- Dornishman, like more than a lot of them live close to the sea. Oh. And they have like the darker skin. And the sure. lighter skin ones obviously have more Andal blood. Ah. More inland. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like a pretty good oh no, obviously the seed of ha uh, the seed of of um, the House House Martell is Sunspear. I think I don't like about the show, which is really stupid, they don't do it with anyone else, which is really frustrating. You notice how they go across the map and they do like the really cool, you know, CG yeah. thing in the beginning? Yeah. With them they just have Dorn. Like it's not even say Sunspear anything, it's just like Dorn, it's a city. Like what you don't do that with anyone else. You could just do Sunspear. Why are you doing uh, extremely stupid? Like I, I just have no idea where that came from. 
for, with a, for a season that has like it has, it, I think the season I like the show still I still love it but it's definitely had both some of the best episodes of the series and some of the worst episodes of the series this season this season yeah 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 very we'll strange. have to see season 6 when they outpace George R.R. yeah I mean unless he uh, wins the winter comes out within the next year which might, it might yeah. but with him it's better just not to hold your breath well and they also he also has uh, told them what the plot well, is going to be basically. Right? Yeah, yeah, he tells them on ends and he tells them all major events. Right. Like, and it's kind of spoiled. Some stuff is kind of spoiled, like with Aegon not being in the books uh, within the show. Rather, that it kind of confirms the theory that he's a pretender. But I, yeah. I, think, I thought I think you're pretty dumb if you believe that he wasn't a, that was the real thing at all because yeah. it's just it, it's too it's too late in the game to introduce a major character like that and it really screws up the uh, the, the whole hand, Danny's thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to go really south for him. I imagine sure. some way or another. And then also, um, Baratheon's death and then um, death of um, his daughter and his wife, all confirmed by basically, so that it's going to happen yeah. as well. Though it's going to happen in a really different way, I would imagine, in the books, because mm-hmm. the whole situation in the North is very different. Right. Yeah, at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I'm mm-hmm. really curious. I think, I think it'll be a strong season just because a lot of coming to a head. The one thing I'm not happy about is the return of the goddamn Greyjoys. My least favorite. I'll enjoy doing that episode about yeah. about them because they are my least. I'll put it right here. I hate the Greyjoys. They're my least favorite house. I hate them more than the Lannisters. They're fine. They're just a bunch of rapists and murderers and yeah. degenerates. It's Game of Thrones world. But they're worse than the other rapists, degenerates, and murderers. <laughs> but yeah, so that's gonna be a big part of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, so what are your uh, what are your hopes for uh, House Martell in the next season? Uh, less spin uh, fights yeah oh god <laughs> just get their fight choreography either get that unlocked or just stop showing fight scenes <laughs> they don't was, do them well see what he is Oberyn was really great in that in that trial by combat like yeah. that was really well executed but then that weird like I think it's just like part of it's like the whips are really weird like the, it was whips it was a whip and like dual daggers yeah. versus and what was the other one's weapon? I forget. Uh, I think it was like a, a spear itself. Yeah, oh yeah, a spear. Yeah, it was a spear. Or a, a staff. Yeah, it was a spear, and like versus two guys with long swords. It was just yeah. very just oh, so confusing. It's so dumb. Yeah. So dumb. I know. Or just ridiculous. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just, just hate it because I also think. Um, Doran Martell is such an interesting character. He's very smart. He has nothing to do. And then also Ario Hoto, who's actually the POV character for the books, right. also has like nothing to do. It's just yeah. ridiculous. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite a to tragedy. We'll have to find out. All right. Well. Tune in next week. Yeah. T- yeah. Tune in next week or two weeks from now. Probably next week, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll keep you posted on uh, the next episode. Um, I believe the next episode will be about Harsh Targaryen. Uh, their words will be fire and blood. You can learn. I, I think it's a good second episode because I realize we're talking about this one. The Targaryens are so integral to all of Westerosi history, really. Right. <laughs> and at least the show is that it's kind of, you know, be helpful to go through them sure. first. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our inaugural episode of <laughs> The Pods, Pods of Castamere. It's the best. That sounds worse now. <laughs> it is oh. the best. And for those yes. of you who don't know what the Reigns of Castamere yes. is, you'll have to tune in for our <laughs> Lannister episode um, for me to do this, the explanation. But uh, yes, this is the, the pause of Castamere, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for tuning in.